0: Dhamma is a is another word for nature. When we talk about practicing the Dhamma, then this means uh, living in accordance with nature, having attitudes in accordance with nature, with the way things are. In its essence, Dhamma means in its origins that which upholds or that which integrates, that which supports. So it's the the ordering principle of the universe, of our minds, our bodies, the, the world around us, the whole physical cosmos, that which brings things together, integrates. So when we're practicing Dhamma, then it's an active way, working with this body, this mind, to be in tune with that fundamental reality. We experience discord, incompleteness, frustration, irritation, sadness, suffering, on account of not being in accord with that fundamental nature, that fundamental quality we see this life, this body, this mind in terms of an individual person. I am this mind, I am this body, I am this personality. This is my life, my story, my, my world. And even, those, even though those impressions are natural enough, those attitudes are very deeply ingrained The Buddha's teaching and the practice helps it to be seen that these are a superficial point of view, like saying the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. It only seems to because of the turning of the earth. The sun isn't rising and setting, it's because the earth turns, that that is the appearance of things. Similarly, we appear to be these individuals my thoughts, my feelings, my body, I'm the owner of these arms and legs, this head, this voice. It's a seeming, an appearing. Well, practicing Dhamma, it's important to, to understand, is, is training the mind, training the attitudes to let go of those superficial deeply ingrained habits. Those ways of seeing things that are the inheritance of our our animal ancestry, our human family ancestry, our language, our thinking, conditioning of society. To see things from a, a Dhamma-centered point of view rather than a self-centered point of view. To see things in terms of Dhamma to see things with the eye of Dhamma. That quality of of awakened awareness, that quality of knowing, which is an attribute of of our hearts, a quality of our hearts, an ability to observe, to be awake, to know, free of bias, free of confusion, free of that kind of conditioning. That's possible, This, this is what the Buddha's teaching indicates, and what our practice can can reveal. At the beginning of a retreat period like this, group practice here at the end of the Vasa 2020, this very unusual year, as with most retreats, I like to begin by emphasizing the importance, the need to, to ground the view in Dhamma, to see things with right view. To bring attention to the views that are habitual, how the mind tends to think in terms of my body, my age, my name, my story, my gender, my role in society, my role in the community. To bring that front-center, to look at that and to see, well, If those are taken to be absolute truths, I am a man, or I am a Theravada Buddhist, or this is Hertfordshire. These are taken to be absolute realities, then it's important to challenge that. Say, well, according to the teachings of practice, this is just the seeming of things. The feeling of ownership of these thoughts, these emotions, these memories, these sensations. That's a seeming, an appearance. But to begin a retreat period, to make the effort, set the intention to establish right view, seeing with the eye of Dhamma, rather than seeing things in terms of self-view. And even if those habits are so strongly ingrained that we don't seem to be able to get any kind of perspective on it at all, just to be able to recognize wow, that just seems so real I, This me the owner me the doer me this person seems so strong so inarguable look at that wow, that seems so convincing right there is the establishment of right view even though the, the seeming is really convincing to know this is an appearance, it is a seeming. To bring that into consciousness, to raise that suggestion, is a way of training the mind to to see in that way, to challenge the assumptions, to challenge the habits, to establish right view, seeing with the eye of Dhamma. And then the material world is the most obvious, tangible aspect of nature. For pretty much everybody, every human being, that's almost invariably the case. The physical world, the buildings we walk around it, these bodies that we move about, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, the rupa, kanda. The physical form, material form, is the most obvious aspect of the natural order. So in establishing right view, in a, a skillful, easy, natural place to start is with this physical body, this chunk of the material world that, that we call me and mine, this Rupakanda. It's very easy to be distracted and preoccupied with the mental world, our ideas, our thoughts, our memories, our moods and feelings, attitudes, liking, disliking, worrying. They can preoccupy our attention. But it's usually most uh, helpful to counteract that uh, habit of getting lost, getting preoccupied with thoughts and feelings and mental proliferations to consciously bring attention to the body, to this rupa khanda, it's far more tangible, visible. And whereas in our thoughts and our emotions we can create an imagined future or remembered past or fantasized uh, images of other possibilities different times, different places. The physical body is always right here in the present. can't be anywhere else. So to bring attention to this body, to know, to feel, to attend to this body is an absolutely direct way of keying the attention into the, the Dhamma, the Pachupana Dhamma, the reality of the present moment. The body never drifts into the past or the future. It's always absolutely present in the Pachupanna, the here and now. So the easiest and most direct way of establishing right view, uh, I would say, is to heartfully, consistently bring attention to this body. As we sit here, here in the temple, of various places around Amravati, a socially distanced group retreat. Every one of us, there is the for every one of us, as the experience of this physical body. There's a hearing of the sound of of my voice, maybe seeing the image of uh, me sitting here in front of the shrine. But that's happening within the context of the physical body. The ears hear, the eyes see. The nerves in our skin, in the, the proprioceptive organs, feel weight. They feel texture of the cloth, or the, the, the shape of the cushion we're sitting on, or the chair. There's the felt sense of the body, right here, right now. This is the chunk of the material world that is most tangible, closest, most immediate. And also this body and this mind are closely, intimately intertwined, interrelated. Therefore, at the beginning of a retreat period, a time of uh, formal practice, more focused, consistent, extensive Formal practice, it's always useful to give a a good amount of attention, a substantial amount of this first day to feeling, attending to the presence of the body. How is it? How is it being held? What's our posture like? taking time to sweep the attention through the body, to feel the muscles of your face and your neck and shoulders, your chest and your, your abdomen, the belly, your arms and hands, the hip joints, your thighs, your knees, the lower legs, your ankles and your feet. Feeling the presence of this whole body, Noticing where there's heaviness or the body slumped over, listless, crumpled. Notice that crumpled feeling or that heavy energyless, listless feeling. Notice that. Bring attention to that. Invite more energy into the body. Invite the spine to straighten, to lengthen to its full, comfortable, natural limit. So the body is sitting in an upright, alert way. If the feelings of the body incline in the opposite direction to being more tense and rigid, tight and stressed, notice that. Bring attention to that stressing in your hip joints in your neck your belly notice that and then working with a skillful attitude with right view rather than I'm too tight I should loosen up I need to relax just let the power of attention awareness have its own effect just as if you notice the body is slumped over rather than I should sit up straight, I need more energy. Just bringing attention to that slumped feeling that the awareness, the attention, have its own effect. Watch the body straighten, stretch on its own. Or if there's an excess of tightness and stressing, watch the body relax on its own. Your abdomen softening, your neck Losing its tension, your shoulders dropping a little. Those adjustments come from the effect of awareness being brought to the living system. That's a natural result. Bringing attention to the body in this way, establishing a skillful posture. Then the result of bringing awareness to the body sweeping that attention from the top of the head to the soles of the feet, back through the body, up and down. The presence of this attention, this awareness, then helps there to be a natural balance between energy and relaxation. The body finds its own balance. By seeing with the eye of Dhamma, then the natural order is able to, enabled to flourish. Things find their balance more perfectly, more completely. Work with this, experiment with this, see for yourself how that operates. Notice that when we come from the place of I should, I must, I've got to, even with the best of intentions, it creates more stress more anxiety, more dukkha. And in those moments where the action or the change is initiated, it's coming from mindfulness and wisdom, that heartful attunement to the present. Notice how that those adjustments, those changes, bring peacefulness. They bring that quality of integrity integration, that balancing. See for yourself, see how this works.